This is Samuel from Animal. This is Adrian Cowan from Seven Spires. This is Mike from Devil Driver. Hi, this is Mark from Dragon Force. This is Nora from Battle Beast, and you're listening to the Great Metal Debate Podcast. Listen up, gather round. The podcast is back with another metal artist interview. I'm joined by one of my all-time faves, singer Matt Barlow of Ashes of Aries. Matt, thank you so much for coming on The Great Metal Debate. Hey, thanks for having me on, dude. Well, before we talk about the band and the new album, and I do want to focus mostly on that, for those who might not be as familiar with your work as I am, could you give us a brief synopsis of your musical career and journey? Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah. So back in the uh, back in the nineties, I, I moved down to Florida with my with my brother, and we had a we had a band together called Cauldron. Um, it was not not the not the Cauldron that actually made popularity or money, um, but an, another one. And and, um, and while I was down there, I, I was was able to. Uh, Meet up with uh, with John from Ice Earth and uh, fill in for for them after they had they had lost their their second singer and uh, they were looking for a for a, a new guy and so um, I got the gig after much ado and and so I I was with Ice Earth for um, uh, oh man uh, a long time uh, over you know well well over uh, 10, 12, 12 years I think. So yeah, so that that was that was me. I was I was with for, for many, many records, and um, and uh, then I I left Ice Earth or was asked to leave Ice <laughs> actually asked to leave Ice Earth and and got into a, another career and, and then uh, went back with them for a, a little stint uh, after they had uh, they had uh, Tim Owen singing for them for for two records and then I went back that I did one record and then I was I was out again. Um, it was, you know, certainly my, my decision uh, to be out at that point. And, um, and then they, they continued on. And after that, I, uh, um, got together with Freddie Vidalis, who we, who we met in while well, actually when I went back to Ice Earth the second time and, uh, we hit it off really well. Um, and we remained friends even, you know, when he went, kept going with Ice Earth. Um, so whenever he was done with, with the band, uh, after, after a record and an, after another record, and a tour touring session, um, we got together and started writing music. And so that product of that is, uh, it's ashes of Aries. So, and here we are now in, uh, 2018 with our, uh, sophomore, uh, release, uh, well of souls, which is an outstanding record. I want to focus on a lot going back to your beginnings in music. I guess I'm curious is being a singer and musician something you see as an essential part of your identity, having done it for so many years, or can you actually imagine maybe a counterfactual universe where the Matt Barlow that I know from so many great albums never picked up the mic? Uh, uh, 
Yeah, man. I mean, I, I guess it, I guess there, there certainly could be, um, that universe. It certainly, certainly could be, um, one where, you know, maybe I, I didn't necessarily go in the, in the direction of metal, you know, um, as well. And it's not, you know, not that I, I think that everything happens for a reason, you know, in, in, in a kind of the big picture thing. Um, I say that a lot. Uh, it, I, I know a part of it is, you know, planning, you know, you, you plan and you do things and you set goals for yourself and try to attain those goals. But, you know, yeah, I mean, there, I guess there's that possibility. I've always sort of been an entertainer, um, been a, a ham all my life. Uh, so, um, even when I was a little kid, uh, you know, I'd throw on some, uh, Elvis Presley, my dad's Elvis Presley 45s and, you know, dance, you know, do the Elvis thing around the room. And, you know, so I think that that, that was always kind of in my, in my blood, um, a bit, but, uh, yeah, I, you know, there was a time after I left Ice Earth that I, I was really concentrating on, you know, I wasn't really concentrating on music so much. And, uh, and so I didn't even really, really think about it. Um, but it's, it's really hard, man. It's, you know, I think once you, once you have that, that bug in it and it's in your blood and you, you know, you know that, you know, at least you feel, you feel at least that you've got, a gift, you know, somebody's been given, you know, you've been given a gift and you feel like you need to use it. And, and so that's kind of where I'm, where I'm at with it, man. It, you know, even if it was just, even if I was just going out and writing songs for myself out in my studio, I think that that's a very, a very good thing. It's very cathartic and, and it, it just, it helps, you know, just, it's a good, good place for me to go and, and kind of work my, my aggressions out. I'm not necessarily an aggressive person, but everybody has aggressions. And, and so, um, I think it's really good to put it in, into music form. And, and for that, I, you know, I'm thankful that, uh, metal found me and I found metal. So there we go. And how young were you when you started to sing and kind of feel that, felt that pull? And I know you're a dad now. Is that something that you encourage in your, own child or children? Yeah, well, you know, that's the funny thing, man. And I, I certainly encourage them to do whatever they like. I, I'm not, I'm not pushing them in a, in a direction. I'm not, you know, they're not, they're not necessarily, um, they, they do like music. Both of them do. Um, but they're not like going out of their way. They, they don't, they don't seem to have that, you know, that thing. They're not like, Hey, let me pick up that guitar. Let me do this or that. My, you know, my, my youngest, he sings to like all the, all the songs, you know, he's, he's constantly singing. So I'm, I'm thinking that maybe he's got that, he's got that, uh, that bug a little bit. Um, but that's, that's basically how I started, man. I just, I, I wasn't, I didn't pick up a guitar. I didn't, you know, pick up the drums or anything like that. I basically started singing in, uh, in a, in a school band. I was, I sang in choir. I sang in a, in a uh, high school rock band. And, um, you know, basically I was a one guy out of like 20, people that were singing you know everybody wanted to sing parts and stuff like that so i was just uh you know actually my 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 nickname at that point was jazz just another fucking singer because that's what i was so you know it's like in a, in a giant um group of people that were singers so i wasn't the the guitar guy i wasn't the drummer i didn't play keyboards didn't do any of that and so basically i just started working on that instrument and kind of went from there and uh I ended up being in a, a rock, rock rock band outside of that. Got a little heavier. Then I started jamming with my brother. Got a little bit heavier with that. You know, even even more. Um, and I, you know, I, at that point, I mean, I was listening to heavy heavy music and all that. But it was just a matter of, 
um, finding my voice and, and knowing what I could do with it and, and things like that. And then obviously, um, you know, I, I worked on that. I worked on, you know, doing things. I was doing things a little thrashier. And then when I got with Iced Earth, you know, I, I really expanded myself, you know, even more and kind of pushed the pushed the envelope for myself and, uh, and for, for the band. You know, it was, re- it was really necessary, man. I mean, because I was I was feeling really big shoes with uh, with Iced Earth when I went in after after the night of the Storm Rider because John Greeley was, you know, is a really great vocalist. And, and, you know, I was just to do those parts. I really needed, you know, to do a lot of things, you know, filling in. You know, and doing doing songs that uh, Gene Adam and John Greeley had done, I mean, it was it was a lot. And uh, you know, I was coming from a thrash metal kind of kind of a, a vibe uh, with Cauldron, and so you know, I had to expand my horizons. And uh, and I've been trying to do that ever since. You know, so. Well, and certainly Ashes of Aries has continued that. You said you met Freddie during his time with Iced Earth. Did you all have any preliminary discussions? Was it clear that maybe you guys were on the same? had the same mindset musically about maybe what you might accomplish on a future project or uh, did that come about later? I, I, it, I don't really think it, we didn't really have any, any, uh, I, I knew that Freddie, you know, is an accomplished musician. He's a, a really good musician. He's a, he, you know, he can play guitar, bass, drums, you know, he can pretty much do it all. I don't know if he plays, I'm not sure if he plays, key- well, I know he does play keyboard some because he does write some, some, some bits and, and, and parts like that and keys, but you know, we don't, we don't really highlight that kind of stuff in, in Ashes. Um, but, um, you know, I, I knew he, he was, he was a, a writer and I knew that, you know, he and I hit it off. I think more than anything it was our, our friendship. And then when he started, um, we, we had talked about doing something together and, I was definitely game for it whenever whenever he left Ice Earth and said, "Hey, man, you know, we were talking, we talked about this on tour. You want to, you know, throw some ideas back and forth." And so when we did, and the stuff that he was giving me, I was like, "Yeah, man, this, this sounds great." And so you know, it basically just went from there, and it worked out worked out really well for us. Um, I think you know, our friendship is is that, and and our you know mutual respect is that that we can you know, discuss things and, and create music together. And it's a, and it's, it's just a really relaxed, cool vibe. So that's awesome. Yeah. Well, let's dive right in to talk about your new album. Well of souls released just this November 9th. Uh, as you said, the sophomore release from ashes of Aries first, how long have these particular songs been in the works? Um, a, a couple of them more than others. Um, so, you know, we started, you know, we started writing, um, you know, not too long after the, I'm not gonna say not too long. Probably about a year after the, the the first record was out, we started you know writing. I think Freddie had some stuff written, but you know we weren't really going into it too too much. And then, uh, you know, we had Freddie and Van had worked got some arrangements on some of the songs. Some of the arrangements haven't that they worked on didn't make it onto the record, but you know some of them did as well. So it, it's kind of a mixed bag. And then, you know, there was a, a hiatus there. Um, Anne's wife was diagnosed with cancer. Um, and, you know, a lot of a lot of time was taken, you know, off uh, for, for that, obviously. You know, uh, you know, Van needed to, to take care of his wife. And, and we certainly understood that. Um, so in the meantime, he had also uh, had had uh, some other things going on with Ghost Ship excuse me ghost ship octavius it's hard for me to say that um but uh that ended up 
kind of taking more of his attention. And so, you know, when he left the band, then we started kind of retooling as well. Um, and Freddie ended up again, like he did, you know, he plays drums, but he was, you know, more programming drums at this point and really kind of finalizing these songs. And then we were working on some other songs. And so we got stuff together and it was so it, it and I can't, I can't remember which songs we've been working on the longest or, or whatever, you know, where they've, they've sort of been a, a mismatch of, of things. Um, I do know that the trilogy sort of came together about the same, about the same time. You know? Like I, you know, I had some, some uh, ideas like let all despair sort of started out as, as the, uh, the main melody uh, for the song. It's that, that started out. I, I wrote that, the main melody, and then we kind of turned it into the, you know, I, I basically said, okay, this is the, this is the melody I have for the, for the, the, the verses, which are actually verse and chorus. It's kind of a weird song because it doesn't really have like a verse, chorus, verse, chorus kind of a thing. It's just basically like this, uh, the, the melody is the melody going through each, each verse. It just sort of changes depending on how heavy the guitars are, the, the guitar parts are. So I don't know if anybody's noticed that or not, but that's sort of the, the way that song is. And, um, so with that mean melody, I, I gave it to Freddie and said, okay, so now we're going to, you're going to take this and make it a song. <laughs> and so it, and then, and so I had, you know, other ideas that I wanted to do. So I used some of what Freddie had, had written for some other stuff. And then I created the other, the other melodies and things like that and continued on with the story. And so that's, that's kind of where we, where we ended up. So, so the, did the story that created this trilogy, was that something that you had had, that you've been kind of brewing for a while and that just found itself in the melody and Freddie's work? Or did, did you guys hash that out? How did that come to be? No, it, it kind of, it, well, it kind of came, came together with, um, well, actually, it's funny because there, there were, the second song is actually part of a song that I was I was writing, but Freddie ended up making it a little a little heavier. So in the darkness is is kind of a combination of ours as well. Um, I had this this more of a this rock kind of sound, which th- that kind of comes through a little bit as well. It's more of a rock song um, probably than any of the other ones on the record. And Freddie just heavied it up. You know, he made it a lot, a lot heavier. And so it worked out perfectly. It was a great foil for, for in the darkness. Um, it, so, and basically the, the whole trilogy started out with, um, um, so let all despair was basically where, where the story started, you know, and that's, that's where it all started. And I just sort of built on it from there. So it actually kind of worked out perfectly that that was the main thing. And then these other songs kind of just, worked in with that and it just so it, it worked out really well for us and then so yeah it's it's kind of we there's no there's no like there's no uh uh recipe for the way that we write it just it just kind of happens and so that's good i think uh, for for us it, it works out really well and then if something the cool thing is freddie and i have a have a great relationship so if something sounds like shit then we say hey man that's kind of sounds like shit let's <laughs> let's redo that so and we kind of go from there. So it, uh, yeah, it's not a, not, not a, not a problem at all, at all with that. And, um, so I don't know if I answered your question. I may be rambling. No, that's fine. Th- those three songs, I, I guess to me, I didn't realize when I first heard the album that those three songs formed that arc. And I just, I enjoyed them all. Th- to me, those were three of the best songs on the album. So it was interesting to me to later find out 
how they work together and, and when I started listening to the lyrics. And uh, I guess I'm, I'm actually curious if, if you have finished the story there or if you think that maybe you could have continuation in some, a song or songs on upcoming Ashes Aries releases. Yeah, and that's, that's certainly a possibility, man. I mean, I, I sort of let, I did leave a big question mark on the end, um, of the, of the whole thing. And there's, you know, places, I think there's spaces in between to fill in. I mean, I think that there's, there's questions. I mean, I have questions. I mean, I, you know, what, what is the darkness? You know what I mean? What, what is it? Is, does it actually have a name? Is it, is it, is it a, is a, is it a physical thing? Is it a spiritual thing? Is it a, you know, uh, is it metaphoric? You know, I mean, I, I, I want those answers too. So, uh, but I, I, at the same time, I want people to, and I, and I do, I encourage feedback. I, you know, people, if people get, get excited about it, which I hope they do, I hope that they give me feedback because they might feed me some, some answers. You know what I mean? Well, and, um, Matt, that's, that could be, that segues into another question I had about feedback. You and Freddie recently did a tongue in cheek video, uh, responding to some fan messages. Uh, yeah. Which yeah. was hilarious. And, and I guess I wonder, you know, from a fan perspective, in our podcast, we try to talk about, you know, what's what's the best way for fans to interact with musicians? I wonder, from your perspective as an artist, what's the proper place for fans to provide criticism back to the artist? Or is it the case that, you know, the old adage, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything at all? Yeah, well, no. And, and man, I'm, 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 I'm all for criticism, um, as long as it's you know, tasteful, you know, don't, 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 uh, in my, in my opinion, getting on there and saying, uh, something like, uh, you know, you guys sound like shit. That's not, that's not respectful. It's not a, it's not a criticism. It's just, you know, people's lack of, uh, ability to, um, I guess, convey an idea. Um, that's me saying it nicely. Um, but, uh, that's, and that's, that's the way it should be. You know, I mean, I, I don't have any problem if people don't like, if people don't like, something and they say it in a in a respectful way i'm cool with that it may not change my it may not change my view and it may not change the way that that i do things but i may look at it a little nicer as soon as you come at me with with like you know derogatory stuff you've lost you've lost your argument already you know so i'm just gonna go you're gone so yeah you know what i mean i i don't mind i don't mind like good solid you know criticism especially especially if somebody can produce some credentials and say hey man you know, I'm a, I'm an engineer. Um, maybe you could do this better this way the next time, and it might sound better. I mean, that's to me, that's that's actual criticism that, that works. If it's just a matter of, of opinion or a matter of musical taste, we might not ever see it eye to eye, and and that's cool too. I mean, every you know, that's that's the cool thing about it, man. That's why there's so much music out there, so many different varieties of music. Uh, I'm completely cool with that. And that's a respect. That's still a respectful way to, to say it. You know, hey, it doesn't really doesn't really work for me. You know, that sound doesn't really. You know, I don't. You know, I don't really like. I don't know. You know, I can't put my finger on it, but I don't really like your voice. That's cool too, man. Because there's tons. There's tons of singers out there that you know, they're the, very popular, like like super popular, and their voice just like is like nails on a chalkboard. I may have that reaction to some people. You know, it, it's. You know, that's totally understandable and i totally understand that because personally and it's it's nothing against them as a singer it's just that it just it doesn't work for my ears you know um so that is fine that's again that's a respectful way to do things but when it's just like i don't know sounds like you know sounds like the best uh approach for fans is 
bring some knowledge and show some respect when you are giving criticism. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, that, I mean, that's that's it, man. I I don't expect people to blow sunshine at my butt. You know what I mean? I mean, if if they don't like it, they don't like it. That's that's fine. I, you know, it, I don't I don't need I don't need people to blow sunshine at my butt. I mean, I, I definitely appreciate the kudos, and I really try to get on like social media, man. I get on there and I thank people. You know, I mean, hey, thanks for for the comment. And 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 if it even if it's a, a a criticism, as long as it's a respectful one, man, I'm I'm hey, cool. Thank you. You know, thanks for for the input. You know. I have absolutely no no problem with that whatsoever. So, um, and like I said, if if, if you do want to contact us, and social media is a good way to do it. We try to we try to keep uh you know our uh, our footprint out there on social media to you know keep uh, keep people informed and to keep ourselves informed of what they're of what they're thinking. So, I do want to take a moment to touch on a few more tracks from the album Well of Souls. The first one in particular, Consuming the Mana, that's a real headbanger. Uh, it seems like it gives you as a singer an opportunity to show off uh, your range. How fun was that one to sing? Oh, that was that was a great one, man. And that, the cool thing about that song is that 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 started out as as a as a death metal song that that Freddie um, Freddie had written. Um, so that's one of those ones that we you know we definitely had and we knew we you know kind of what direction we were going to go with it. But um, and 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 quite frankly, like the 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 chorus is is almost exactly like Freddie's delivery, but it's just got a little bit more melody to it, if you know what I mean. I mean it's 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 very guttural, but I tried to I wanted to I tried to put as much melody in there as, as possible. And his version was a little less melody and a little more just straight up, you know, death uh, vocals. And then, you know, just want, tried wanted to blend uh, a little bit more with, you know, with with the kind of the, the the nicer, I want to say the nicer voice um, in the in the verses, um, but yeah, it's fun, man. And I love when that I love when that uh, that chorus kicks in, man, and it just rip your head off time. That's that's a and that's why we, we picked that song as the opener, man. And we both knew it. We were like, oh, consuming's got to be the opener. And and then uh, and then he had the the idea for for doing the, the intro um, with with Jonah and utilizing Jonah to do the intro, and and I think that that worked out really well too. So and I think that'll probably end up. Uh, no spoilers or anything, but it'll probably end up being a good opener for a show as well. I, I would certainly endorse that. It's it's a great one, and the song "Unworthy" that was an interesting one to me. It's it has an upbeat tempo yet. It's kind of a creepy, almost depressant vibe. What was your inspiration for that one lyrically? Yeah, it's well, man. It's it's um, you know, I, with with a lot of songs, I I like to leave the the, the concepts a little bit open, but. It, but it's obviously somebody struggling with with internal, you know, they've got some internal strife, and and whether it's um, outside, you know, outside forces um, influencing that as well, um, you know, I don't want to, you know, go too far, but you can sort of the 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 introduction sort of tells you maybe this is a person who was bullied, who was uh, you know ridiculed, um, and and things like that, and all these things that build up within within a person. Um, and you, you don't know how that, that how that's going to come out and how that's going to react for different people. And, and I I urge people. I mean, I I have kids now, so I, I I really always try to explain that to them and how how to treat people properly, even if it's somebody that you don't necessarily uh, get along with. You treat people with respect because you never know how how those things are going to affect that person. And so that's that's sort of way that's sort of the the way that that unworthy kind of opened itself up was was really from from that that 
point of that person that maybe an introvert um, that is, you know, maybe you don't see how how that your words or your actions are affecting that person. But in the end, they may be introverted, but all these things are going on inside their head. And, 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 you know, you don't know what other influences they've got in their life. So, you know, it's it is a it is a cautionary tale. You know, it's it, it truly is. And um, and that's that's what it's intended to be. That's a cool concept. Well, starting to wrap up with you, Matt, with Well of Souls now out released to the world, what are the band's plans for the remainder of 2018? Uh, well, I plan on eating a lot. Giving. <laughs> um, now, um, yeah. So we're we're working on stuff right now, man. We're trying to we're trying to nail down some some potential uh, show stuff. And, uh, you know, we, we want to see how things are going with the, with the label. Hopefully they're going to keep us apprised of, of how things are going with sales and, and things like that and see if there's any interest in, in, uh, in some doing some stuff overseas would be fantastic. But, uh, at this point, it, it really is sort of a, a waiting, a waiting game for us. Well, I hope you enjoy that, uh, that Thanksgiving meal while you're waiting, man. Finally, what is the best way for fans to purchase music and merchandise from Ashes of Aries, including the new album, Well of Souls? Well, you can either go to uh, to the Rock of, our label's uh, Rock of Angels Records. Um, we, we have everything. There's all kinds of stuff digitally. You can get it on Amazon, you know, pretty much all the all the majors. Um, and uh, I know we're, we're running behind a little bit on um, – for the vinyl, but it's going to be out soon. We got uh, we got black vinyl and, and a cool splatter vinyl um, that looks really rocking. And please, 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 I can't urge people enough to, to buy physical product because we put a lot, not only with the music, I think sounds so much better on physical, um, you know, CD, whether it be CD or, or on LP, um, it just sounds so much better than, than just straight digital. Plus, we've you know, jam this thing full of awesome artwork from Camille, man. I mean, the guy is just phenomenal. And like he did a, he did a piece of art for every single song that just is, is beautiful. And I, you know, I, I don't have it in my hand. I can't wait to have the physical copy in my hand as well. But uh, I just know people are not going to be disappointed by, by buying the physical product. And a lot of times when you buy the physical, especially from Amazon or whatever, you get the digital anyway. So, you know, Please uh, consider that because it's 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 very cool. I I want everybody to see it. I want everybody to have the CD or the the LP in their hand. Yeah, I'll echo that. Get out there, buy Well of Souls. Not only will you get great music, great art, but you'll be helping support Ashes of Aries. Get out there to actually perhaps in the future do some live shows where you can see them live and and get to meet these guys as well. Absolutely. Thank you, man. Well, Matt, it's been an honor to speak with you, and uh, great album. So, uh, so impressed and pleased with it, and uh, looking forward to uh, what's next for Ashes of Aries. All right. I, I appreciate it, man. Thank you for your time.